I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet, and it is a light unto our path. We thank you that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And as we hear the word, our faith will increase today. Our lives will change for the better. And there is no circumstance we will not be be able to overcome. We thank you that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And that all the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. And as we hear from the spirit of God today, I thank you, Father, that our hearts are receptive and our minds are open and our ears will hear what you are saying to us. And as I have decreased, I thank you for the anointing of God increasing to feed every person in this room spiritually in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We've been talking about possessing the promises for the year 2011. Everybody say possessing the promises. And this year is a year that we're going to dream, we're going to build, we're going to possess, and we're going to expand. Amen. And so far, we've discovered that it takes vision to possess our dreams, but we must also pursue them by faith. Amen. And so today, I want to talk about professing the promise. Professing the promise. See, we must activate God's word by confessing his word that coincide with the dreams that are in our heart. And I'm going to show you today, if you can get this principle under your belt and use it on a consistent basis, it'll change your life. What's sad is that this principle that I'm going to share today is free. You don't have to have any money. You don't have to have a house. You don't have to have a car. All you have to do is have some lips. And most of us have those. (laughs) Amen. So I want you to turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And as you're turning there, I'm going to give you the first point. And and it's this. Our confession, which is the same thing as profession, but our confession is a sign that our faith is at work And our trust is in the promise keeper. I'm going to say it again. Our confession is a sign. Say a sign. It's a sign that our faith is at work and that our trust is in the promise keeper. Notice I say that our confession is a sign that our faith is at work. Which says, if you do not have a confession happening in your life right now, your faith is dormant. 
I'll show you that through the, through the word this morning. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Watch what it says. He says, let us hold fast to the profession or the confession of, of our faith without what class? Without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Now, I love another version. It says, let's keep a grip on the promises that keeps us going. Because he always keeps his word. Now, the Amplified Version says this. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and, uh, and, and acknowledge for he who promised is reliable, he is sure, and he is faithful to his word. In other words, the Bible says it like this. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word is not going to pass away. So he's saying here in Hebrews chapter 10, we need to hold fast to the profession of our faith. Now the word hold fast, if you want to write it down, means to retain and to keep in your memory. What he's saying here, he says, let us hold fast. Let us retain. Let us keep in our memory the confession of our faith. Now, the word profession there, it also translates to the word confession. It means to confess. It means to agree to something. Everybody say agree to something. It means to agree to something. It means to promise And I like this. And it means to confirm the receipt of something. In other words, he's saying here, we're talking about professing the promise. You got to have a dream in your heart. And once you have that dream, you have that vision, you have that desire, then you got to start pursuing it. And one of the ways to pursuing it is with your mouth. And he's saying here, he says, let us retain in our memory and hold fast the confession of our faith. The, the confirmation that you've received a thing, the, the, the agreement of a thing. He says, let us hold fast to that. Why? Because God is faithful who promised it. Amen. So we got to see here, just starting off the bat, that in order to pursue and possess the promises of God, you got to hold on to a profession or confession. And my question this morning is, what have you been saying lately that responds to your dream? Now go to Proverbs 18. Go to Proverbs 18. I hope you have your your, uh, finger paging uh, hand on you this morning because I'm going to turn to a lot of scripture. Because I, I, I'm going to hammer this point home because most of us, uh, we don't take advantage of the lips that God gave us. The only advantage we take is when we cuss people out. That's the only advantage we use it for. Proverbs 8. How many cuss somebody out this week? Let me see your hand. We got one hand, two hand in the back, three hand right here. I, I know more, more of y'all cuss somebody out. That's okay. In Proverbs 18, 21, write this point down. This is a deep point. I want you to write it down. Your words can produce life to your dreams or your words can help you experience a nightmare. I'm going to say it again. 
The words that you speak can produce life for your dreams, your desires, your goals, and your visions, or your words can help you experience a nightmare. In Proverbs 18, 21, it says, death and life is where? It's in the power of whose tongue? Your tongue. See, so don't worry about what people say about you because it doesn't count. What counts is what you say about you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Watch this now. And they that love death or life shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, whatever you like to eat is what you should have coming out of your mouth. If you like death, just talk negative. If you like life, then you just speak the word of God. Now, go to John chapter 6. Go to John 6. Go to John 6. Because the reason why words carry the power of life and death is because words are spirit. Now, I'm going to connect this so you can see that when God created us in his image, he put the ability to create Inside of our mouth. In John chapter 6. Are you there? Look in verse 63. This is Jesus talking. I love this. He says. It is the spirit that quickens or gives life. And the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you. They are what class? They are what? They are spirit. And they are life. Now, if the words that Jesus was speaking, if they weren't spirit of life, or if they were of the flesh, then that scripture could say that the words that he speaks are spirit and they are death. Because I want you to see that words are spirit. Say this with me. Say words are spirit. Now, because they are spirit, they carry life or death in them so if I want to feed life to my promise if I want to feed life to my goals if I want to feed life into my desires I have to say things that's going to feed life to them amen now go back to Proverbs go back to I should have told you to keep your hand there go to Proverbs go to Proverbs 12 let me show you something Because what you say and what I say every day will determine how much good you see in your life. You know, some people wonder why they don't see good on a consistent basis. I'm going to show you right here why you don't see good on a consistent basis. I don't know about you, but I would prefer to see good in my life on a consistent basis. And what we don't know is that we have control of that. Just like you had control over what you put on this morning. You have the same control of how much good comes into your life. In Proverbs chapter 12, are you there? Okay, write down verse 14. It says, a man shall be satisfied with good. How is that? By the fruit of his mouth. The fruit of your mouth, what you say on a consistent basis is going to determine What kind of fruit or good you see in your life? And so some people wonder why 
catastrophe after catastrophe happens in their life, it's because they consistently speak death into their situation. Now, I'm going to show you that God has given us some employees and their job is to go out and bring us back what we say. Amen. See, some of you all don't know you have angels working for you, but some of you all's angels are unemployed because you ain't saying nothing for them to do. Some of you all's angels are receiving an unemployment check every month. God is saying, did you work this week? No, they ain't gave me nothing to do. All they talk, watch this down, watch this, watch this, this is good. Write this down as a take-home statement. Write this down. Words can be your salvation or words could also be your damnation. Words can be your salvation or your words could also be your damnation. Your words can either create a new future or your words can help you duplicate your past. I'm going to say this again because, see, some of you all are going to repeat 2010 if you don't change what you're saying in 2011. Your words can either create a new future for your life or your words can help you duplicate your past. Amen. Now, watch this. This is a deep truth. I want you to go over to Romans chapter 10. Very, uh, everybody knows this verse, but I'm going to show you some revelation in this verse that you may not have seen. Go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And here's the point I want to make. Your confession of the promises of God have the ability to decrease or increase your faith to believe. I'm going to say it again. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. When you confess the promises of God, they have the ability to decrease or increase your faith to believe. In other words, depending on what you say will determine if your faith decreases or not, or what you say can end up increasing your faith in your life. Watch this. Romans 10, 17. Watch this now. He says, so then... Faith, it comes by what class? It comes by hearing and hearing by what? Okay, let's just break that down. He's saying that when you hear the word of God, the word of God has the ability to produce faith when you hear it. But I want you to write this down and I want you to take this into consideration. If faith comes when you hear the word, if faith comes by hearing, then faith must be released when something is said. Listen to what I'm saying now. If faith comes by hearing, the only way you hear something is if something was said. So if faith comes when I hear then that means to me that faith is released when something is said. So you have the ability every day to increase your faith in the promise that God has made you just by opening up your mouth. See, we think the faith comes when a preacher preaches, and that's true, but faith also comes when you preach. 
Do you know you'll believe you before you believe me? I mean, have you ever argued with somebody and you wrong as all get out, but you still going to argue with them just for the sake of arguing? So if faith comes by hearing, then faith must be released when something is said. Go to Luke chapter 17. Go to Luke 17. Luke 17. See, our words have been designed to obey us just like God's word was designed to obey him. See, when he created you and I in his image, God created the world to respond to what he said. And he put that same ability in us. So whatever we say, the world has to respond to it. In Luke chapter 17, look in verse 5. Are you there? And the disciples said, or the apostles said to the Lord, they said, increase our faith, Lord. Watch what he says. And the Lord said, if you will just have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamore tree, you will say to this unemployment situation, you will say to this business that you want to start, you will say to this relationship that you're in, watch this, be thou removed, be plucked up by the roots, watch this now, and thou be planted in the sea, read this part with me. And it should obey. Say it again. Say it again. It should obey you. So here's my question. What are you saying right now in your life on a consistent basis that's obeying you? Many people want God to do some things he can't do because he's put it in us to do. He said, well, God can do everything. Yeah, he can. He can't put your underwear on for you. I mean, he could supernaturally, but he gave you two hands, a brain, and a mind to do it yourself, right? So here, Jesus said, our words are designed To obey us. Go to Psalm 103. If our words are designed to obey us, we either employ angels with our words or we deploy demons with our words. I I, I don't know if y'all are getting this. God has put in us the ability to say things, and they are designed to obey us. And based on what you and I say, we either employ angels with our words or we deploy demons by our words. Psalm 103, are you there? Uh, Look in verse 20, Psalm 103, 20. It says this, Bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength, that do his what? Okay, the angel's job is to do his commandments, and let's see what else they are supposed to do. And they are, and they hearken to the voice of his what? Of his what? Words. So if I begin to speak the word of God over my dreams, over my desires, 
over what I feel God's called me to do. As I begin to speak words, God's words over there. You say, well, Pastor, what do you mean? Like this morning, one of my confessions was, Lord, I thank you that you're putting word of truth, family church, in their own place where they never have to move no more. See, that's a scripture. See, when, when you face things, you have to say, you have to say what coincides with the promise. So when it looks like your dream is not going to happen, what you have to do is begin to confess the promise over your life. So now when it looks like things not going to work, you can say, oh, no, God always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. As a matter of fact, God said, if I please him, he will cause even my enemies to be at peace with me. So you know what? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. In other words, I, I always have all sufficiency in all things. So either we employ angels with our words. Or we deploy demons. How do you deploy a demon? By saying the opposite of what God says. Let me show you how you you deploy a demon. You get a bill in the mail. And you may not have the present resources to pay it. Notice I said present resources. And so your your verbal response is. I don't know how in the world I'm going to pay this bill. See, you have just employed demons. You say, well, how? Because their job is to go out and make happen what you said. Stop every door. Wherever God was going to put it on somebody's heart, make them delay. You know, there's a story, there's a true story. Uh, My pastor years ago, everybody say years ago. Years ago, uh, he was believing God for a clock for their church. That's how struggling they were back in the day. He was believing for a clock. Well, he was believing. He sowed a seed. He began to confess the word. Father, I thank you for my clock. I thank you that when I give, it shall be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall me and given to my bosom. So I thank you, Lord, that you're going to use somebody to bring me a clock. Well, He confessed that one time, and he stopped. Well, God had put it on this lady's heart to buy a clock for his church. But she rode around with it in her trunk for two months. You you say, well, what's the the deal? Well, had he consistently, notice it says, hold fast to the confession of your faith. Without wavering, had he just consistently did it. See, and, and, and many times people delay blessing us because we delay obeying God. So we either employ the angels. What have you given your angel to do this week? Amen. Now go to 2 Corinthians 4. We'll close right here. 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4. I want you to get to the place where when you walk out of here, everything you say, you expect to come to pass. See, I wish it was. See, what you don't see 
It's actually instant in the spirit realm. It just takes time for manifestation in the natural. When Jesus spoke to the fig tree, the Bible says he cursed the fig tree and nothing happened that it looked like. But the next day when they came by, the scripture says the fig tree was withered away from the roots. Which means that the moment he spoke it, what he said began to happen, even though they couldn't see it. And so what what happens is we don't see that there is an instant impact in the spirit realm if we'll just hold fast to what we believe. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, look in verse 13. Now, here's the point I want you to write down. The proof that you believe in the promise or the desire that's in your heart, the proof that you believe that are the words that come out of your mouth. See, I I can know whether or not you believe really what you say you believe in for by just listening to what you say. Do you know your words are so powerful that they got you saved? Your words are so powerful that they got you saved. So why not still use those same words to help you live a good saved life? Watch this. Second Corinthians chapter four, look at verse 13. Paul said, we have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written. He says, I believed. How do we know that he believed? He says, therefore have I spoken. He says, we also believe. And because we believe, he says, therefore we speak. So the proof that you believe in your vision, in your desires, in your goals, or whatever you're trying to get God to do in 2011, the proof that you believe it is in your mouth. Now, here's what we are not doing. Most of us, we're in neutral. Now, see, the car's running. We got gas in it. But see, there's a big difference between being in drive and being in neutral. Driving at least will get you to your destination. Neutral just keeps you in your spot. And some of you all are not saying nothing. How can you be believing? Notice he said, let me read it again. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. So here's my question. What confession do you have right now in your life that relates to what you want God to do in your life in 2011? Now, see, some of you all, I see it on your face right now. You say, oh, my God. What if God did what you said this week for you? Oh, my God, your boss would be dead. Your kids would be dead. You wouldn't have no hair. Y'all going to make me lose my hair. Yep, 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 yep. You would be bald-headed right now. Listen. I want you to leave today with the farmers uh, or the State Farm example. Y'all know the State Farm uh, commercial. Like a good neighbor... State Farm is there with a girlfriend. And then the girlfriend pops up, boo. 
That's really what happens in the spirit realm. And when you can get a hold of this, you can confess your way to levels that most people never, ever reach. I'll, I'll close with this. I'll close with this. When I was working for Airborne Express years ago, I was a brand new sales rep. And what they did, they, they took you through training. And, but before they took you to training, they just allowed you to work in the field so you can kind of get an idea of who your customers are and what your territory is. But you didn't know nothing because you hadn't been trained. So what I did, I drove through my territory claiming new business and increase. And I was declaring that I would be the number one salesperson in the company. Now, I didn't know nothing because I hadn't been trained. But then I walked up on one of my customers who, who actually, we had lost this customer. They weren't a customer no more. But I decided to just stop in on them anyway. And I knocked on the door. They, I told them who I worked for. And they all frowned at me because we didn't do good service for them. That's why they weren't with us anymore. So I just listened to their story. And found out, you know, that the sales rep before me just didn't service them well. So I said, you know what? I'm the new salesperson. If you ever want to use me, let me know. I will go to the ends of the earth to make sure you're taken care of. Now, I'm confessing in my car. Lord, I thank you that I'm the number one salesperson in this company. I thank you that I'm going to make more money than I ever have in my life in Jesus' name. I thank you that all these companies are going to call me for some new business. Well, I get to the office and the, the, the company that we had lost called me and said, we got an a urgent situation. We need to overnight, it was like 3,000 computers to a location. Computers. Now, y'all know how big those are, right? The order was so big, we had to order just an airplane for them. I made like 20 grand off that deal. Guess what? Before I got to training, before I got to training now, everybody knew who I was. I didn't know why. Because no one has showed me how to look up your rankings on the computer. But by the time I got to training, guess who was number one in the country? <laughs> Hallelujah, Evan Connor. So, that, oh, that's Evan right there. That's Evan right there. See, because I had already rose to the top. You said, well, Pastor, how? Because I spoke what I desired. And in order for us to possess the promises in 2011, you're going to have to line your mouth up with what you want God to do. Stop saying what you don't want and start saying what you do want. Because as you begin to confess the word over your life, the angels of God are going to go on your behalf and work for you even when you're asleep. So here's your homework assignment. Say something every day that relates to your dream. Every day. You know what? Just everybody's eyes closed right now. Bow your heads. I want you to think about your dream. Whatever you believe in God for right now. And I want you to come up with something. And I want you to say it on the count of three. Everybody's going to say something different, but I want you to say it because, see, words activate the power of God. Think about what you want God to do. On the count of three, I want you to say it.
And here's how you're going to say it. You're going to say it as a declaration. Let me give you an example. I declare that in 2011, we will break ground and our facility will be halfway finished before 40 years out. That's a declaration. So on the count of three, one, two, three, say it. Did y'all say what y'all wanted? Okay, let's try it again. One more time. One, two, three. Amen. With every head by and every eye closed, you may be here today and you've never confessed Jesus Christ as your Savior. Well, he can't save you until you...